It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on in to the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas. First show back after the... um, after the 2010 documentary aired all of last week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We spent a lot of time on it. Heard a lot of good response. So if you have not checked all that out, we highly encourage you to check all that out. Uh, it was the six episodes prior to this, and then the two prior to that were uh, conversations with Sal Canella. So a lot of good stuff if you uh, are just kind of hopping back in after a, a few weeks off for whatever reason. But Michael, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm good. Right now I'm uh, at the lake with my family and... Texas. Yes, that is true. So uh, we're recording this on Friday. So if anything crazy happens over the weekend, we will get to it uh, tomorrow. But it's, it's funny. As soon as, as soon as everything broke, uh, or not uh, everything broke. As soon as we decided, all right, we're going to take this week off with uh, with the the podcast documentaries. But and congratulations to you, Zach. Thank you. Got a sweet baby girl. Um, so excited about that, Charlotte. A little over a week old at the time of us recording this. So that's um. That's super exciting. But before we get going, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Built Bar. Great tasting, extremely low sugar, low calories, mm-hmm. seven times fewer carbs or seven times fewer sugars than uh, than, yeah, than the leading uh, than the leading men's health bar. So perfect for an active lifestyle. All kinds of different flavors and the way their website is set up, where you can build your own box, you can kind of mix and match flavors if you want. Um, but they kind of cater to whatever whatever you want and kind of your you, you say you use it for a mid-afternoon snack. Yep. Um, they've got your sweet, they've got your savory. I mean, they've got you covered with whatever kind of flavor that you want. And they all taste great. Yeah, absolutely. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and get ten dollars off your first box. Yep. At Bil- builtbar.com. Easy as that. Easy as that. So let's jump into a lot of the news that broke uh, over the course of last weekend. Auburn recruiting took off. Um, We'll get to the biggest talking point last just because I think that's been covered a lot. But Garner Langlo, three-star offensive tackle out of Trinity Catholic, and his teammate Caleb Johnson, a four-star offensive tackle out of Trinity Catholic, 6'7", 295. That's that's a big haul. Obviously, one, because Mm -hmm. it's big because it's a position of need. Two, because they're literally huge human beings. Yeah, (laughs) they're both six foot seven. Yeah, you take that. And then three, I mean, the the biggest critique that we hear from people that are anti-Gus Malzahn people are, you know, he can't, you know, even though he's recruiting in the top 10 most seasons, well, he can't get any offensive tackles. You got a few in this class that already look pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot has also been made about the fact that a tackle recruited out of high school as a tackle uh, hasn't played for, they, there's been one start in the last couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, these two guys look like they could possibly be a change to that. Obviously, there are some guys ahead of them also who could be a change to that. But well, and you and I think that some of these JUCO guys are going to mm-hmm. get a solid chance to start this year. This is very clearly like a plan to be after those guys, assuming they're thinking anywhere close to what we are as far as the potential, the instant impact of those junior college guys. So you look at Caleb Johnson, you look at Garner Langlo, and it's like, all right, they already have Jamirian Gooch. The other tackle from uh, Seymour, Tennessee, he's six seven and a half, three fifty eight, and I mean those are three huge dudes. And so you yep. got, you got to wonder like, is it just um, 
Is it a coincidence that Auburn, once they finally landed <clears throat> excuse me, some of these good tackles, they all just happen to be huge? Or is this kind of what you know Jack Bicknell Jr., the new offensive line coach, is looking for? Surely, surely other offensive line coaches are, are going after you know these these big, huge tackles. So I, I don't think it's necessarily like his preferences. I think most offensive line coaches would like bigger guys with bigger frames. They can just do more. So I don't think it's that. But props to Auburn for finally getting some of these solid tackles. It looks like a really good start to this uh, this offensive line class. Absolutely, and. That was my biggest takeaway on the day when this came out. Um, these were two of three commitments that happened that Friday. I think you're right. I want to say. Yep. And they, I mean, this to me was like, wow, Jack Bicknell, he's making a huge difference. Like, he's going out and he's showing, proving his worth, I guess. I mean, we'll see what comes of it, you know, on the field and developing the guys in-house and, and these guys coming in. But, you know, one of the things that, a lot of people talked about when he was hired was how much people liked playing for him and mm-hmm. how much you know his impact was going to be in recruiting. And here we're seeing it already. I think so. And, and he's doing all this in quarantine or stay at home or whatever. Right. He must be really good at FaceTiming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's good at doing something there. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's been kind of so slow for Auburn recruiting. I mean, they didn't really have much of a class going into this past weekend. And all of a sudden, they've got a really good-looking skeleton of a class as far as, you know, you got a lot of your meat there, including a quarterback. We'll get to him in a moment. But, yeah, the other the other recruit or commit that Auburn got this past Friday, Tavares Dawson, three-star athlete, uh, Lehigh senior out of uh, Lehigh. So that is, um, he's a 5'10", 175-pound athlete. I've talked and listened to some folks, heard some folks saying that he looks like a wide receiver when you kind of look at how he moves. So we'll see what that looks like and him being 5'10", 175. And, you know, maybe there's more opportunity in the wide receiver room. We'll talk about that in a moment, too, with some uh, some off-the-field stuff that happened over this past week. But uh, I don't know if this is a day-one kind of impact guy. I think Auburn has done good getting super athletic receivers and super athletic defensive backs, whatever he ends up playing. Um. I think this is going to get buried a little bit because he's a three star, but extremely mm-hmm. athletic. And you know, I like these guys that are high on your your school early, and you just stay committed, and you can actually help you know build a class around you because the coaches know what they're working with, and you can kind of help generate excitement that way. So uh, I'm excited about this guy. I, I think these. I don't think we're going to know a whole lot about Dawson until he's on campus, and maybe even a year or two. Uh, I agree with that. They they said that they're going to give him a shot to play both offense. And de- like as you should give him a shot on both sides. Um, they obviously have a plan for him at the size he is. I thought of him more as a defensive back. Yeah, you said five ten. Mm-hmm. I thought he was five nine. Okay. No, maybe I didn't think he was. I don't know. I got but, this from two four sevens. So page, probably so. five ten. Yeah, that's probably where I looked. Also, yeah. um, they uh, with the size of the receivers that they brought in in this class. Like that'll be freshmen this year, uh, and then the guys they brought in last year. I have trouble thinking that he'll be a wide receiver. However, like you said, there may have there may be some room for him now. Yeah, he ran a ten five eight hundred meter, seventy one inch wingspan. Um, let's see. I'm just kind of looking at his measurements. This says he's 5'9 at the National Combine that he went to on January 4th. So, okay, we'll so see. 5'9, 5'10, I mean, he's somewhere in there. Yeah, so the, the 
247 like regional scouting guy mm-hmm. compared him to Javaris Davis. So I think that's interesting. Um, so I assume he must think he's going to play defensive back. So we'll see. I would rather play defensive back if I was going to Auburn, just because you have a higher chance of being able to play. There's just more DBs to see the field than than wide receivers. But uh, his uh, his main recruiter looked like it was Chad Morris. So then it's like, well, mm, well yeah, you know. So I'm just kind of looking on this page here at on two four seven, but three star athlete out of Florida. Sign me up. I mean, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. We've talked. We've talked about you know Sean Shivers, a three star guy out of Florida. Like probably would have been four star if he was outside of there. So there's just so much talent. There's just so much talent in Florida. So and usually these guys that don't have a true position kind of get knocked down a little bit, right? I mean, uh, I believe one of the things I read about him was that he had like two receiving touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, two interceptions, two forced fumbles, and it was just like. Uh, okay, so they really have no idea where this guy's going to play in college. Yeah, but you look at him like, well, this is an SEC football player, yeah. so we'll, we'll we'll figure it out later. And they've been good at that. Mm-hmm. They've been good at that with, I mean, Noeg Benogany, I mean, Prince Tega, I mean, a, the bigger version of, you know, just kind of moving him across the line and see what happens. So we'll see. Uh, we will see what happens with him. But uh, yeah, I, usually, and, and typically with athletes, it's like they could play quarterback or running back, or, or they were a quarterback in high school, but... They, maybe they don't throw the ball that well, so they don't think they're going to be quarterbacks at the next level or you know something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Rarely ever do we really see someone It's which side of the ball are they going to play. Yeah, I mean, you, you, see, you see high school quarterbacks turn into receivers. You see them turn into defensive backs. But, yeah, it, typically they do stay on that side of the football just because that's where their mentality is. But, I mean, he's played both sides, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Um, when we come back, we'll talk about Auburn's potential quarterback of the future right here on Locked on Auburn. But want to give a nod to our friends at Fetch Me, Fetch Me Home Delivery, FetchMeDelivery.com or the free Fetch Me app. We have been cooped up. Uh, we were cooped up at the, the hospital for a few days with, you know, waiting for uh, Charlie to get here and kind of get cleared for us to be able to take her home. And then once we were home with a crying baby, we didn't want to leave. You know what mm-hmm. we did? Fetch Me? Yep. They brought us chicken fingers, and I loved it. Loved every second of it. Loved every single second of it. And so uh, it's actually funny. Uh, my mother-in-law is in town from Ohio, and um, she's the one who like went to the door and, and you know got mm-hmm. it and all that. But she's like, you know, I've used some of the national ones up in Ohio, and she's like, I'm. Th- th- this was so much easier to use. It was, they, the, the folks were so much nicer. It was quicker service, and the, the way that you track your order through the app or through the website is so clean. She's like, I wish they delivered to Ohio. Obviously, they don't. This is local. <laughs> but yeah, and I told her, hey, these are the only local folks in town. There are other places in town that pose as the fact that you know they are local, but they're not. They're not. Fetch Me is truly the only local delivery service in town, and we, uh, we appreciate them partnering with Locked On Auburn. So, I'm always impressed at how quick it seems whenever I order Fetch Me. Right. Uh, it always seems, it, somehow it always seems quicker than if I would have just gone and gotten it myself. And I don't know <laughs> yeah. if that's all mental or, or what. Yeah, but. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, check them out. FetchMeDelivery.com or the free Fetch Me app. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today 
That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, man. So the the biggest uh, commitment that I think has garnered national uh, recognition just because he you know was committed to Virginia Tech, decommitted, and now appears to be quarter uh, the quarterback of um of the future for Auburn, the guy after Bo Nix, Demetrius Davis, a four star dual threat quarterback from North Shore, Texas, six foot, one hundred and ninety pounds, one of the best escapability traits that I've seen in a high school quarterback in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more than just being athletic, fast, and quick. He's able to move really, really well, and you can kind of tell that he understands like what pass rush lanes are and what your pocket's supposed to look like and how to manipulate it a little bit if it breaks down, and you can't really teach that. And so I really think that that's important. Uh, I read multiple times that one of the things he was the best at was finding receiver like when the pocket breaks down Mm -hmm. um whether it's finding receivers or or knowing when to run um he he, he's like what six foot 190 i think is what you said six foot 190 he looks like he looks a little stockier than that when he plays Mm -hmm. uh i assume he wears like a flak jacket or something that makes him look bigger but he runs behind his behind his pads he's not afraid of the contact when he gets you know outside of the pocket whether it's you know on a pass play or a run and play and um, his highlight film was very impressive. He's won back-to-back state championships at the highest level in Texas. That's not easy to do. He's only lost one game in his collegiate career <laughs> so far, right? He has a senior year left still. Right. That means he started as a six, at a 6A school as a sophomore, mm-hmm. which is wildly impressive. Um, I, I mean, the guy looks... He he looks like he's a real player. He looks like he's a very good player. Number six dual threat in the country. Right. And when I saw this, I was like, well, clearly Chad Morris thinks he's going to be around for a while. Um, he, he. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Like, how do we feel about Chad Morris bringing all these guys in? It's like if he if he leaves after a year, what does that do to Auburn signing class? But yeah, Chad Morris was the lead recruiter for this guy, and maybe it entices him to stay a little bit longer. It's like, all right, there's a clear answer after Bo yeah. Nix now. I uh. I actually didn't know that Tavares or Tavar ish. What's his the the three star athlete? Yeah, uh, Tavarish Dawson is okay. how I'm saying it. Tavar okay. It's T A R apostrophe V A R I S H. Tavarish. 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 Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that Chad Morris was also the lead recruiter for him. That's according to the, his two four seven profile. So. So now I'm even more impressed with the what. Morris and Bicknell are doing. I mean, these are the two new guys to to Auburn's coaching, or I guess two of the three new guys to Auburn's coaching staff, and, and they're going out and making an impact <laughs> in recruiting right away. That's true. Yeah, a big-time impact. Yeah. And we all knew about Chad Morris's Texas ties, and you know we knew that's at least maybe not a reason they brought him in, but a, a pretty big benefit of bringing him in. Mm-hmm. And here we go. We see it already. He's going and make, pulling one of the best quarterbacks in the state out. Yeah, so he got a he got an offer from Auburn, decommitted from Virginia Tech, and then all the crystal ball predictions started going to this guy. And I'm gonna say I was wrong on this. I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me. But part of it was I got the math wrong in my head. But I'm like, guys like this want to start day one because they're good enough to. And I'm like, I just don't see him sitting behind Bo Nix. But you pointed out to me that my math was wrong, and you're right. I was thinking he had to sit two years, but he doesn't. If Bo Nix goes after his third year, because 
because D- Davis is still in high school. Thought. Yeah, so so he could start as a true sophomore. Maybe they can figure out you know how to redshirt him somehow if if Bo stays on the field and they play in less than four games, or you know they want to you know, give some snaps to other guys or whatever. So. You know, could he start as a redshirt freshman or a true sophomore? Like, yeah, I think he could. Mm-hmm. And as of right now, I think that's the most likely scenario. Um, let me ask you this. He was committed to Virginia Tech, decommitted. Any concern about, you know, is this guy possibly... A flight risk. Yeah. I don't get that vibe. Um, I don't get that vibe from him. I think he wanted to go here. I think, uh, I mean, there's just not many situations that would be better for him long term, I think. I guess it kind of all depends. You know, I, I, I'd love to sit here and be like, oh, no, I don't believe that. I don't know him, obviously. And sure. so it's just kind of don't know his personality, don't know really what his mindset is. And, and, and I, 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 don't think, I don't think Malzahn would have let Morris go hard after this guy if he felt that that was a thing. Malzahn is, I mean, he, he's, and we're going to talk about Malzahn handling a team and a recruiting class in just a moment, but mm-hmm. I think that says a lot. Because, I mean, all. Auburn and Malzahn, they get certain guys. And like those guys typically buy in to be all Auburn. You know what and I mean? They do, you know, Malzahn does love to talk about how, you know, they want a certain kind of guy, a certain kind of player. Yeah, I mean, you remember all the uh the drama with the with the Phoenix City kid last signing class, the guard. Um, he ended up going to Alabama. Was it Cohen? Javian Cohen? Something like Maybe. that. And like he, you know, he was kind of let go and then he was like dissing Auburn. And mm-hmm. it's just like that's not that's not who Gus Malzahn goes after. Very talented player, but most of those guys, I mean, that family aspect really does trickle down to, to past recruiting stuff. So I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about Davis. I think it's going to be cool to see a dual-threat quarterback retake the helm in a Malzahn offense. So we'll get to see what that looks like in a few years. And Bo is an interesting guy for him. Obviously, there are some, some pretty good comparisons between Bo Nix and this kid, um, Dem- Demetrius. Demetrius. Yeah, from... So... I uh I'm excited. I'm looking forward to him coming. He essentially replaces the kid from Georgia in the class, right? Auburn had a quarterback from Georgia that was committed who decommitted. Yeah. And so now they've, you know, brought in a guy who maybe even better. I, I think so. I think so. Or he probably would have stayed committed, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. When we come back, let's talk about Jashawn Sheffield and some of the off field drama happening. They're right here on Locked On Auburn. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, Michael. The other bit of news that broke while uh, while we were away, Deshaun Sheffield, the wide receiver, was arrested twice in Georgia. First one was disorderly conduct. The second one was a DUI. He was arrested and then released on a $1,576 bond. And he has been suspended indefinitely. 6'1", 183-pound receiver. He was a he got redshirted last year. I believe the only stats that he had, he had two carries for 30 yards against Samford last year. And so he played in less than four games, so they were able to redshirt him. Do you think uh, do you think this is a situation where maybe he sits out the first game and then he happens to be back for North Carolina? 
Do you think this is a situation where he just doesn't come back? Malzahn has shown kind of a temperament. He, he just doesn't put up with this stuff. My thing about this is, you know, obviously there's different reasons guys get arrested. Yeah. You know, you, one of your favorite things that's happened to me in my life is that I got arrested, right? Um, I got that arrested. That makes me sound so bad. Well, I, I got a, the reason Zach loves it is because I got arrested for a really stupid reason. It's so, so, it it's be, so harmless. Yeah. yeah. I, I got arrested for failure to appear in court after I ran a stop sign and then didn't go to my court date. I forgot. And yeah. So then I got arrested. Um, this to me, like if it was just the disorderly conduct, mm-hmm. I, I feel like Gus would be like, come on, man, be smarter than that. Right. Move on. Right. But. I mean, DUIs are a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a huge deal legally, obviously, but now with all of the the ride sharing apps and right, uh, I don't know with with uh, the pandemic and everything what's really gone on with them. But like, driving drunk is so dangerous and so dumb, and mm-hmm. so, like everyone knows, and it's beaten into you, like not physically, but you know, don't do that. Yeah, and it's so, one of the most selfish things you can do. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like this is, I guess this is like one of the, it the the arrest that it was speaks to I think kind of a larger issue, and so I have no idea how this is going to get handled. Yeah, we'll see. And it's like I don't think he's that crucial to the wide receiver room. I hate especially it, with the three freshmen they just brought in. So it's just like you know, does he fit in in that room? And there were talks about him getting chances at looks at defensive back. If there was going to be a spring situation and that didn't happen, so is he can like is he that important on Auburn's depth chart? Like honestly, uh, probably not. I think Auburn will make do without him. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got a lot of talented receivers, and we're kind of we've talked about it a lot over the course of the offseason. Like, how are they going to play all these guys? And so when you make it easy, an easier decision for the coaching staff is just going to hurt you even more. So we'll see what that looks like. I mean, with the indefinite suspension, it can mean anything. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. Also, um, Zach and I would like to go on the record okay. at this time. Um, this podcast is against drunk driving. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And once again, uh, if anything happens uh, over the weekend, we will talk about it on the show tomorrow. We're once again recording this on Friday and it will be released Monday morning. Um, so, yeah, cool. Glad to be back in kind of a groove and uh, next week's going to be weird because we're going to like spend all week thinking it's like a day earlier in the week because we're off on Monday, but mm-hmm. that's all right. Man, we'll have fun in Texas. I will. Sweet. Hopefully. I'll, I'll have fun here. Finally get to meet my baby. Dude, that's exciting. I am. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's I exciting, really man. Where can people find you? Uh, follow me on Twitter, at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackaby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. Follow the show on Instagram, at Auburn Podcast. See you tomorrow. Happy Memorial Day. This is Locked on Auburn. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.